As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. It's a great place to play. The coaching staff on office does a good job of choosing not just statistics as players, but as good humans in a way, and, and brings us together where we're competing together as a group. And I think uh, when you get guys competing together with the same goal, you're going to go a lot further. From the Fox 6 studios, this is definitely Milwaukee. Conversations with the movers and shakers that put our slice of Wisconsin on the map in the worlds of entertainment, business, sports, and more. I'm Carl Deffenbaugh. The boys of summer are back. The Brewers are celebrating the team's 50th anniversary here in Milwaukee this season, hoping to make it to the playoffs for the third year in a row. We caught up with a couple of the players at the recent Brewers on Deck event and have those back-to-back interviews for you right here. Leading off, pitcher, Harvard grad, and all-around interesting guy, Brent Suter. After returning from Tommy John surgery late last season, what's in store for the lefty in 2020? Plus, his efforts off the mound to help the environment, his favorite Christian Yelich and Bob Euchre stories, and more. And then batting second, Eric Sogart. The glasses-wearing infielder discusses his return to Miller Park, what it takes to play all over the infield, and sharing nerd power with his family and friends. We'll also have the Fox 6-pack of questions with Ashley Sears, but first, let's play ball with Brent Suter and Eric Sogard. We are hanging out here at the Wisconsin Center on Brewers on Deck with Brent Suter, one of the pitchers for the Milwaukee Brewers. Thanks a lot for doing this, Brent. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, first and foremost, as we're kind of gearing up for the new season here, I imagine this offseason was uh, slightly different than the last one yes. for you. Yeah. How much better was it to just be focused on your pitching, focus on getting ready for a season versus the rehab of a Tommy John surgery? Yeah, it was a lot better. Um, I, the rehab process was great, don't get yeah. me wrong. It was uh, I really had great rehab staff the whole time, but uh, being able to just kind of focus on strength and improving mechanics, improving this rather than just kind of getting my elbow unscarred basically it was a lot better and the not my son was born two off seasons ago which was awesome but the first couple months of parenthood as a lot of parents (laughs) will tell you were very difficult so this year being him kind of being in more of a rhythm was great too and we were able to travel a little bit more um take some trips some family reunions and whatnot and uh, really be able to focus on on baseball and yeah. getting better, which was it was awesome. I have a one and a half year old daughter at home, so I'm just getting through that kind oh, of yeah. first phase. Where, yeah. Okay, we kind of have our our bearings now and everything no like that. Let me ask you that. Uh, I wasn't necessarily, but what is it like experiencing baseball now a little bit through his eyes and getting to kind of share some of that at the early stages with your, your yeah. son? Yeah, uh, you know it's funny. Every time I'm like practicing mechanics or throwing or like throwing a bullpen, he's coming to some of the bullpens this off season. He like just cracks up, like he he looks at it and just starts laughing and like really enjoys himself. So it's kind of cool to see how he just kind of likes watching, I guess, dad do what yeah. he likes to do. So um, that's been really cool. And he has made a lot of friends with the uh, other kids on the team. And there's yeah. a ton of kids this year, even more kids yeah. now. So that'll be really fun to see him interact with them in the yeah. kids' room. But uh, just to see him go through the traveling life, um, he's adapted really well to it. And see him kind of go to all the stadiums and getting used to the noise a little yeah. 
little bit yeah. more <laughs> uh, at stadiums has is, is been cool to watch. For you, uh, who has kind of done it all for Milwaukee, whether it's starting or coming out of the bullpen, what are your expectations for this year? Where do you kind of see yourself fitting into the, the pitching staff? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think I'll probably end up doing maybe a little bit of both at some point. Um, but I think to start, I might be more slotted for like a bullpen role to start. But um, who knows? And then um, so I'm just kind of focused on doing what they tell me to do in terms of building up the length of my outings at spring training, just do what they want me to do, and then uh, just stay healthy all year and be productive all year and try to help this team win a championship. The Brewers have kind of been at the forefront of this different way of using the pitching staff and using the bullpens over mm -hmm. the past couple of years. For you, is it a different mindset? Do you kind of switch gears a little bit, whether you are starting or relieving? And how does Craig Council as the manager kind of keep everyone on the same page? in that? Regard? Yeah, uh, we do a really good job. Our clubhouse culture, for the second part of the question, clubhouse culture really feeds itself to just like every man up um, do your job and kind of just play for each other and so don't complain and just kind of like do do what can help us win games so that part's been really seamless and, and great um, as for the former part you know I, I don't change mindsets necessarily I'm, I'm more changing my routines kind of away from the field but in, in between the lines I pitch the same way out of the pen and as, as I do as a starter um, just trying to work quick attack the attack the zone with strikes go to my strengths so it's kind of it's more of a difference of the recovery routine and the lifting routine as a, a reliever as opposed to starter. I was going to ask you a little bit about the environmental side that I know you're yeah. so interested in as well. But uh, first of all, just kind of a big picture question: as someone who does have a lot of other interests, yeah. what is what is special about a baseball clubhouse when you get people from such different backgrounds mm -hmm. all together, all, all focusing on one goal, but then also kind of interacting and living together for a yeah. whole season? It's it's incredible. You know, like you said, a whole bunch of different backgrounds. Yeah. Whether it's Latin America, a lot we've played with some Asian teammates, yeah. played with a lot of. Uh, different backgrounds and just American guys and just hearing how we can have conversations with each other whether it be about baseball political political yeah. economical whatever environmental and trying to like we share ideas really well but there's that mutual respect for each other because we all are part of the same team and brotherhood uh, so there's a where you have an ability to have a good discourse without kind of getting personal and yeah. you know getting people's feelings hurt so uh, it's, it's really interesting that way to have good conversations with people and start learning like really learning from each other because everyone has different experiences backgrounds and yeah. opinions so it's it's been fascinating to watch kind of people feed off each other in that way and just kind of grow as human beings yeah um, I mentioned the environmental side I know you've, you've made a big big push to kind of translate some of that to the clubhouse as well mm -hmm. and trying to get players to switch from using plastic bottles things like that there's mm -hmm. a big push uh, stadium-wide fans will see this year with the plastic cups getting recycled yep. thanks to SC Johnson mm -hmm. why of the the many different things that you could be interested in or kind of could put your efforts toward why has that been one that you've been so gung-ho about uh, a couple of reasons it was really been on my heart um, since like early high school I saw some documentaries and just kind of like it was just it felt like a mission or a calling in my life to, like this is something I really is, is my passion because I'm really looking at you know long-term long-term view of humanity and if we don't have a viable earth or if we plastic up too much of the ocean or whatever we're not going to be able to sustain ourselves and sustain our population so you're talking about billions of future people coming on the planet that aren't going to be able to have the opportunity that I've had growing up on a viable planet so it's really looking big picture on humanity and the whole system I love animals I love plants and um, trees for sure and so like I just want to see the natural system in balance and right now our humans a lot of our human societies are kind of out of balance and just trying to see that as a, as a big problem but as a one of the pre most pressing problems of our time is kind of why it's a big calling for me. Were the outdoors something that you always kind of uh, were exposed to as a kid you loved growing up everything like that? Yeah yeah we went uh, I remember going camping a bunch I remember specifically going to my uh, my grandparents lake house in Kentucky and just being able to go across and see he had a garden he had so much wildlife around yeah. um, like Lake Cumberland area so 
I just have great memories of that and uh, just want that for my son, want yeah. that for other other humans coming along the way and that yeah. are here right now, the younger generation too. So yeah. um, just if, whatever we can do to help out, I think we should, it's a calling yeah. to do it. Finish with a couple of fun things if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, I, I've asked this play, question to a couple of people with the Bucks, either players or staff who get to be around Giannis every day. And it's a similar question with Christian Yelich. Yeah. As someone who is in the game, who understands it so well and sees yeah. that top level of athlete, what impresses you about him? What separates him in your um, just I've seen him grow so much as a player, but as a person, he stayed humble. He stayed hungry. Um, he stayed just really true to himself and true to the community, which has been really awesome to see. And he's just a warrior. You know, he's one of those leaders that and will follow him anywhere. You know, what I mean, like he's he has such a way to bring people together. He said he, every time he speaks, it's like everyone listens. He says all the right things. And, you know, he's just he's a really good leader of men, uh, which is been really really awesome to see him grow and, and develop that but uh, on the baseball side his ability to make adjustments um, really since the all-star break at 18 he's been yeah. like one of the maybe the best player in, in the game and just see those adjustments being made game to game pitch to pitch um, you know he has one bad game he flushes it and he knows what to yeah. do the next and it's just it's amazing to watch and plays the game hard I love him out there on defense he's always gonna lay out for you yeah. you know and so always he's always gonna make the plays so um, just in every facet of the game he's he's exceptional and you've got one more home run against Corey Kluber though so you can hold that against him right <laughs> I don't know does he, he, he doesn't does have zero one against okay. him. well I got that on him for now yeah <laughs> um, we're doing this on uh, on the Sunday of on deck and it just happens to be Bob Uecker's birthday which yeah. is perfect given all the fans here and he's yeah. such an embodiment of this team oh, yeah. do you have a favorite Uke story that you, that you share with people uh, I just tell people like everyone knows how funny he is but he like he knows my wife's name my son's name and just every time he goes out of his way no matter where he's going after the games to say hi to them spend time hug Liam him, my yeah. son and everything it's just like it means a lot that you know he cares about my family and yeah. you know cares about everybody's family here and uh just like every time it's just, we're just blown away by how much he goes out of the way to make sure like they he says hi to them yeah. so that's my favorite kind of just thing about you because he's larger than life living legend but he's at the same time just an incredible human being very cool to hear and then last question for you uh, as we're getting ready for another season here in milwaukee this is what you've experienced for your whole career but what is special about playing baseball for the brewers what is special about representing this city um i think the, the people in the city the fans uh, are the most special part i mean we all know that how awesome the brewers fans are guys who come from other teams are just blown away by the loyalty and the support um and i've just been blessed to be able to see that you know even when 16 when i debuted when we weren't necessarily that good to now it's just been support the whole time and uh people are so nice uh you know, so outgoing, so so welcoming to my family and me yeah. um, and to everybody's family. So it's just been an amazing ride. Well, best of luck this season. Thanks yeah. a lot for the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. We are here at Bruges on Deck with Eric Sogard. I'm happy to be back in Milwaukee, I'm sure. Uh, let's just start with this, uh, a fun day, meeting some of the fans and, re and maybe rekindling some memories of your time here. What has today been like? What does it do to kind of get ready for spring training in the season? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun for me. Obviously, the fans have been very welcoming uh, me back here, and you know I enjoy that atmosphere. And Obviously, it gets us all excited uh, knowing spring training's right around the corner and, you know, seeing the excitement from the fans and, you know, just uh, kind of getting the ball rolling. So it's fun. For you coming off uh, pretty much your best offensive season uh, so far in your career, what really clicked for you? What worked last year that you're hoping to carry through into 2020 now with the Brewers? Yeah, I think just kind of getting the opportunity to play uh, almost every day was, yeah. you know, helpful and, you know, just letting me get comfortable at the plate. and. You know, um, just not trying to do too much, just, you know, get good pitches to hit and, 
you know, put the barrel on it and just, yeah. you know, kind of work the count in the way I like to do. So, you know, that's something that went well for me last year yeah. and I'll continue to do so. As someone who uh, certainly see a lot of time at third base, other positions around the infield, that's kind of your MO. What is, uh, what is challenging about that? What do you do to prepare in terms of making sure that you are available and ready to go and, and excel at any position? Right. I think you just have to make sure and get your work at every position and uh, make sure you're not slacking anywhere, basically. Um, um, yeah, obviously I've bounced around quite a bit and um, it gets a little easier the more you do it. Um, you just kind of understand the little aspects of each position the more you do it, but um, it's definitely something you definitely have to prepare for. Is it kind of like a comfortable being uncomfortable type thing? You can kind of be thrown in wherever, <laughs> but you, you know you have that experience. Yeah, in a way. I guess it, it depends how far back you had played <laughs> that position. But, you know, usually if it's just a few days and feels like feels like yesterday, if it's been a couple of weeks, then you're like, oh, feels like a new position for, for a couple innings for yeah. sure. Uh, I'd be curious about this as someone who has spent time other places now. You're in Toronto and Tampa last year, Oakland before your first stint with Milwaukee. What separates baseball in Milwaukee? What makes this place a, a special town to, to play in and represent? Right. I mean, it's it's a great place to play. The fans are fantastic here. They always show up to support. It's a great stadium, and, you know, this club is special all around. I think uh, coaching staff front office does a good job of choosing not just statistics as players, but as good humans in a way and, and brings us all and and brings us together where we're competing together as a group and I think uh, you know in the long run it's it's a team game so when you get guys competing together with the same goal you're gonna go a lot further. Uh, we know your your wife and maybe your daughter even to more degree a little bit of a star on social media and whatnot what is it like getting to kind of share this journey and experience uh, all that this career has brought you through them and through their eyes? Oh it's amazing it's amazing uh, Obviously, I wouldn't be able to do it without them and my wife's help and, you know, just to be able to watch them grow, you know, around this atmosphere and they may not even realize what's going on. Um, funny story, I think last time we were here, my wife played the, the wives softball tournament and she ended up winning the MVP and got a trophy for it. And I remember going home after that year and the kids were saying, our mommy's, she's an awesome softball player. She got a trophy. And probably don't even know what I'm really doing you know? <laughs> but no it's it's just fun to, to see them grow throughout this atmosphere <laughs> they're like mom's the MVP in exactly. this household right exactly. I guess more ways than one <laughs> but uh, with the trophy to go uh. with it as well um what is something that people don't understand who aren't in the game someone who's never never going to get the opportunity to play baseball 162 games a year what is something that is both maybe a, a real benefit and maybe also a challenge about the grind of a baseball season yeah I mean you are playing like you said 162 games not including spring training and you're doing that in I mean what's probably seven months so <laughs> there are many days off um, you know so it's it is a continual grind but I think important part is to have that support that family behind you that understands that and you know can help you in any way possible and um, allow you to focus on your job at the field each and every day and you know it's I've been certainly blessed with that but it is certainly a grind uh, can be more challenging mentally sometimes than physically What's uh, maybe your favorite story from all the things that Nerd Power has turned into over the years? I know it's been fun starting yeah. in Oakland and carrying here. Is there one thing where you're just like, wow, this is really taking off? Um, I think it was 2015 in spring training. They started the uh, face of MLB. And Oakland fans are passionate, man. And they, they got a hold of that and they were running me to the finals and it was <laughs> it was just funny to watch that and all the kind of memes popping up and on twitter yeah. and stuff and 
you know, I just sat back and enjoyed the ride. Yeah. And it's been, uh, it's been neat to see it uh, follow me throughout my career. It is neat that there's something kind of people that capture and, and latch on to you with that for sure. Um, if we can ask maybe a couple quick hitters, some superlatives for the team, that'd be fun. Uh, sure. I know you're kind of reintroducing uh, to some of the guys here, but the ones that you do know, right. who would you say is biggest uh, biggest class clown? Who's the one in the locker room just joking class up the storm? Low Kane is, <laughs> is pretty good, man. Always a smile on his face, cracking jokes and, uh, you know, keeping it light. So you need that. How about most uh, likely to be president if they were to switch careers, go likely for something to here? Be president? That's a good question. Um, I would have said Chase Anderson, yep. but he's gone now. So now I might go with... Uh, might go with Brandon Woodruff. Hmm, I like it. That's yeah. a solid pick. Yeah. Um, who is the coolest guy in the room? A whole bunch of you walk into a place, uh, a dinner or something like that. Who's the guy that I mean, I think Yelich is the cool <laughs> dude. I mean, just not in the room, but around around the world yeah. probably. So, no, he's he's the man. Let me ask you, I guess, something off of him that I asked Brent as well. But um, as someone who does it every day, as someone who's reached this level as well as he has, what separates him? What what surprises you about or impresses you about him? I think just his drive to continue to get better yeah. each and every day, even though the seasons he's had um, have been incredible. You know, yeah. he continues to have that that drive to want to do better, yeah. and you know, it's it's neat to see that. How about another superlative, a little off uh, off topic? Most likely to be in the CIA. Who would be the best or best James Bond? Maybe we'll put it that way. Best James suave Bond. agent, action star. I might go. I might go Bronny for this All one. Right. I see Bronny rocking the high tech gear and, <laughs> and getting the job done. Got an invisible sure. car and yeah, rolling around exactly. with something like that. How about when it comes to singing and dancing? Who's either best or worst? If you want to throw them under the bus. I will be the worst. <laughs> I'll uh, take that one. Best singer and dancer. I think Hater might have some moves, maybe, right. but I'm not positive. I, like I don't know. It. Yeah. I'll have to check those out over the course of the there season. There we go. Uh, last question for you, just as you guys are gearing up and getting ready for spring training, what is it about the possibility of a new season that just any team has a chance at this point? You guys expect to be right there in the mix by the end. Yeah, it's exciting. Obviously, that's the game of baseball. Yeah. Anything can happen in any given game or any given season. So uh, we like the position we're at. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting, you know, spot for fans to watch and uh you know i think we're gonna win a lot of games wishing you and the rest of the guys uh, all the best this season thanks for the time yeah, thanks for having me It is time now for the Fox 6 Pack of Questions, a chance to get to know the faces that you see and hear every day on Fox 6. And very happy to be joined by Ashley Sears. Thank you. Hello. How are you? Wonderful. Have you done a podcast before? I'm I have always not. curious. This All is right. My first podcast. We're breaking so. a lot of ground here. Uh, for folks who are not familiar, when did you start here at Fox 6? Uh, June of 2012. Very nice. All right. So we're closing in on a milestone, getting, getting closer to. Uh, 10 years, I guess. We're going to start with this. Besides the job, what drew you to Milwaukee and why did you want to come here? Um, besides the job, well, <laughs> um, I think it's a great place, but uh, I know a lot of people may or may not know that my husband works here. So <laughs> it was kind of like, move move here or uh, <laughs> you don't see him ever again. No, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a big draw. But then once we got up here, I mean, he worked here for a year. Yeah. I fell in love with the city. I think it's great. The summertime is amazing. Um, the wintertime, I could do without, but uh, <laughs> uh, great people and a great place to live. Yeah, you guys have certainly made a great <laughs> home here, too. All right, question number two. Outside of work and home, where are we most likely to find you? 
I'm kind of a homebody. That's I don't right. know how to That's answer right. that question. Um, I like going out to new restaurants and Me. checking out things like that. But, um, you know, it's kind of a joke that, you know, Aaron Maven sits next to me and he's like, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm always like sitting at home. <laughs> <laughs> right where I want to be. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit, you know, too comfortable just kind of chilling at my own house. But um, probably restaurants and you know, checking out things. Well, that will segue very smoothly. Thank you. Into question number three. What and where was the last great meal you had around the area? Oh, last great meal. Um, oh, we went to Buckley's recently Ooh, and I had okay. a really good meal. I've heard great things about it. Never been. Um, with Julie Collins, former ah, reporter yeah. here. Yeah. We did a little date night with our husbands and, or double date night, I guess I should <laughs> say. Um, and I had a wonderful meal. Very I had a burger, nice. which I, I don't normally get. And it was a wonderful thing. But that was a, a quality burger. Yeah, it was looking a for. solid Buckley's, burger. Very nice. <laughs> All right, if we're making the movie of Ashley Sears' life, career, and exploits, who gets to play you in a movie? Oh, gosh. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Well, she, now she's an expert at playing journalists, too, coming off of the morning exactly. show. So she's actually studying for this role. Is uh, she a favorite of yours? I, yeah, I love her. And you know what? People, like, way back when we had, like, similar hairstyles were like, you kind of look like her. And I was like, really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but um, I'll take it. I see it. I see it. <laughs> Spunky as well, good smiles. Yeah, all of the above. All right, question number five. What is a talent or skill that we should know about, Ashley? Um, I can walk on my hands. Wait, actually? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> all right, I'm not going to lie. Most of uh, our fellow coworkers have not had skills, so it's very nice to get a legit one. <laughs> yeah, um, I was a tumbler um, growing up, and my uh, teacher or coach, um, she used to try and make us walk on our hands, and she the motivation was if you could walk the length of the mat, you got $5.00. And if you could walk back, you got 10. Whoa. And I just dominated it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think some of my other, uh, you know, tumbling classmates or teammates. Tumble mates. (laughs) That term is. Got a little angry. And then finally she was like, if you've already got the money, you can't win anymore. (laughs) So, but to this day... Um, I can walk on my hands. Very cool. I she probably couldn't afford you after a certain <laughs> point if you were just like cleaning her out. Uh, I've, I've showed it off in the newsroom every once in a nice. while. Nice. All right. So. I'm going to have to get you to do that sometime <laughs> when we actually overlap because we don't really yeah, overlap we... our schedules here at the station. All right. Last one for you. What is the most random job you've ever had? Uh, I worked at a water park and I... My friends and I all got jobs at this water park, but we decided we wanted to work in the same department. So they have like um, lifeguards and you could work concessions and the stores. Um, but for some reason, we all decided to do maintenance. <laughs> so um, I have to say it was one of the more disgusting jobs. If you can imagine things floating in pools yeah. and in bathrooms. Um, so we spent a lot of time hiding out in the changing rooms and getting yelled at by our bosses for not getting to work. I don't know if that was, I was just bad at that. For job. not doing much maintenance, <laughs> yeah. basically, as yes. maintenance workers. So if the if the toilet goes out here at Fox 6, do we call you? Or are no, you the expert I, that, in that regard? No, but there no? was someone above me for that. But okay. if you needed to clean the toilet, I knew how to do it the right Yikes. way. <laughs> I think you're very happy uh, finding some other messes to clean up around Milwaukee now. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. That was fun. That will do it for another episode of Definitely Milwaukee. Thank you once again to Brent Suter, Eric Sogard, and Ashley Sears for joining me on this episode. And thank you as well to Dave Machuda and Sarah Smith, the two people working so hard behind the scenes to produce and edit this podcast and make it possible. If you want more from Definitely Milwaukee or the Open Record podcast with the Fox 6 investigators, you can find more on your favorite streaming service. And be sure to leave us a rating and a review as that really helps get things going here. 
You can also find any of the episodes we've done for either of those podcasts online at foxixnow.com. <laughs>